party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, in honor of the release of Star Wars The Last Jedi, I am sitting down with good friend Chris Ng for another exciting installment of Age of Rebellion, starring everyone's favorite Bothan investigator and security droid combo, Bam Trindo and Levon. It is a great episode. I am madly in love with it, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Before we dive in, first, a special thank you to Bradley Wright Hewlett and Richard Allred, our newest backers on Patreon. Thank you both so much for your support. It really means the world. If you'd like to find out more about the Party of One Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash Podcast. Backers get access to bonus material, mini podcasts, and interviews, and Patreon dollars help pay for hosting fees, equipment costs, and convention appearances. Secondly, a quick reminder that our friends at Everything is Awesome are celebrating their 100th episode live this Sunday, December 17th at 4.30 p.m. at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, They will be playing an actual play adventure GM'd by yours truly. I'm going to be running uh, my upcoming role-playing game of Super Spies and Terrible Office Meetings, Mission Accomplished. It's going to be super fun, and you're not going to want to miss it. Also, at 3.30, there will be a live recording of Heart Points, a two-player Dungeon World podcast, which, if you like the games that we play on Party of One, you'll definitely dig Heart Points. So swing by Amalgam Comics and Coffee House in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at 3.30 p.m., Sunday, December 17th, for Heart Points, and 4.30 p.m. for Everything is Awesome's 100th episode, GM'd live by yours truly. Information about all of that can be found in the show notes. Finally, I've got some thoughts on the structure of this episode and the story that we told in the ending. So if behind the scenes kind of stuff and the thoughts about the creative process that goes into this type of thing is something that interests you, stick around. I think you'll find it interesting. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I'm sitting down once again with Chris and Chris. Thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. Jeff, as you said last time, it is that time of year, that Star Wars time of year. So it is the most you know. wonderful time of year, and I could not be more excited. So uh, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment and remind all of our lovely listeners at home, all of the cool things that you are a part of, all the cool podcasts you're doing, that sort of thing. Sure. Um, my main work is Silhouette Zero, a two-player campaign that was edge of the empire has now transitioned into age of rebellion uh starring the adventures of a chadrafan pilot called con click kachak uh it's me and my brother we do everything ourselves uh, it's a lot of fun uh, you can get more info at sillzeropodcast.com because we're grown-ups now we have a real website real so websites are great aren't they yeah <laughs> i had to get new I've... business cards and everything it's good yeah, it was it was a big deal. I was like, oh, I don't have to give the Podbean anymore. I can, I'm a real I'm a real podcaster now. We, I've made it. We made it, buddy. <laughs> um, I'm also a a player on uh, the Heroes of the Hiding Way podcast, which is a uh, actual play podcast dedicated to playing the published adventures from Fantasy Flight Games. So if you've ever looked at Dead in the Water and went, how do I do that? You can listen to us do it. And then choose to ignore everything we do. That's super cool. Not. That's so, that's that's super super cool. I uh that's real good. So uh, this week we are playing Age of Rebellion, uh, Fantasy Flight's Age of Rebellion. This is the third installment of the uh, ongoing adventures of Bam Trindo, Bothan spy. Sorry, Bothan investigator, and uh, <laughs> Levon, law enforcement droid turned. Uh, turned battle-hardened security officer. And uh, as you are GMing once again, well, I'm going to let you take the reins and throw us into the story. 
Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this. <clears throat> I got a little strange with this with this no, adventure. No, strange is good. Um, it's pretty heavy. Cool. But I wouldn't have done it if I didn't think you could hang. So we're we're just gonna go for it. All in. And uh, and hope hope hopefully it works out. <clears throat> Bam Trindo, Bothan investigator. You are outside the observation deck of the frigate Twilight Imperator, a member of the Alliance Intelligence Fleet. You've had a heck of a month. A month ago, you were on a different frigate, a medical frigate, the Haven, mm-hmm. trying to uncover the plot of an Imperial trader. A disastrous event, which ended up with the Haven being destroyed, although you did find out the perpetrators. And you did rescue one Dr. Menta Talaric, a super, a super genius experimental scientist who was working on disassembling some very frightening imperial technology. You managed to escape on uh, the ship of Zap Vaporator, a smuggler who was none too pleased to have you aboard, and kicked you off as soon as you got to Tatooine. There you struggled against the hut, a bunch of scheming Jawas, slavers, and all sorts of criminal underworlds just to get yourself out of the depths and back home. You acquired a ship, you freed some slaves, you did okay for yourself, except that you lost Dr. Menta Talaric. Yes, yes, we did. We, we we lost the doctor, and more importantly, well, more importantly, equally importantly, we lost the project the doctor was working on, which was a clone soldier battle droid hybrid project. Yeah. It was a, a weapon of tremendous power that absolutely cannot fall into Imperial hands, and it seems that there's a chance that that is exactly what happened, and there's a solid chance that it is entirely my fault and so i have put every inch of myself every moment of my being every waking moment i'm gonna find this thing i'm gonna stake my reputation on it i'm gonna stake my life on it (laughs) we're bringing this thing home now you these are all things that are on your mind when you are summoned to the observation deck this can't be good this is the ship of General Magua, the leader of the Fifth Fleet, who is pretty high up in the Alliance Intelligence Committee. Um, into- sorry, Alliance Intelligence Community. But when you when the door opens, you don't see General Magua, who is a human. You see another Bothan. Now, I'm, I left this blank, because I want you to fill it in. This is somebody Bam knows, and knows well. Who is it? Oh, it is a hundred percent uh Bam's ex boyfriend, uh <laughs> Knock Damforth. We uh we came up together in the uh Well, you know, we came up together in the intelligence circles. We <sighs> love you know, young love is what it is, but the game is also what it is, and so we ended on not the best terms. But we still are both in the uh, the works, as it were. And so 
we try to respectfully keep distance, but not always successfully. Right. So if I'm overstepping, let me know. But it seems to me that Bam is a steady, dependable, straight shooter kind of a guy, even for a boffin. Maybe especially for a boffin. Yeah, that sounds about right. Knock always had much more of a flair for the dramatic. No, for sure. It's one of the things that kind of it's one of the things that brought us together and it's one of the things that drove us apart. You know, it's right. just a clash and of personalities. This, this moment on this uh observation deck is no different. All of the lights are out except for the few uh kind of those light panels on the floor, sort of think Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Where for some reason the steps are lit up but nothing else is. Mm-hmm. The window is set positioned against the one of the spiral arms of the galaxy. It's this beautiful, beautiful display of stars. You have no doubt he has ordered the ship to take this <laughs> position so that it will hold this position <laughs> for him. Mm-hmm. You see his silhouette. He's sitting on a well, he's sitting facing away from you. There's a table a bottle, two glasses, and then another seat on the opposite end. And he just sits there waiting for you. Uh, knock. It's... Well, it's an event to see you. And Bam pours, uh, goes up, pours the two glasses, and takes them both and says, Did you get a glass for yourself, or what's the deal here? I didn't think that double fisting it was your style, Bam. I thought that was more my deal. Remember that time? Yes, I remember. It's just, uh, you know, it's kind of my my own personal tradition when I when we cross paths. So you'll have to indulge me. And he shoots back both glasses and he puts them back down on the table and says, "What's the job, Knock? I know you're here for a reason." He stares off into the galaxy for a while. At first, you're almost positive it's for dramatic effect, but he stares a little too long. You can sense now that something is really deeply troubling him. What's wrong, Knock? Talk to me. Why do you do this job, Bam? Why do any of us? It's, it's, it's what I'm really good at. At least that's what I thought as of a few weeks ago. I don't really have as great an answer anymore, but it's about the only job I know. He shakes his head very slowly. I don't know if that's a good enough answer. And I don't have time to boost up your self-esteem issues, Bam. I need to know why do you do this job? Because someone has to do it. Not everyone gets to be the hero bursting in on a land speeder or a speeder bike, shooting up, shooting up the Imperial forces. Some of us have dirtier jobs to do, and I've never had a problem getting my hands dirty. And so here we are, and here I am, and... It might not be the answer you wanted, but it's the best answer I've got. He takes the bottle 
drinks from the top of it. I'm going to tell you a few things that if Magua or Maydeen or Mon Mothma knew I was telling you, they'd throw me out the airlock. But I'm not about to ask you to do this without knowing what you're getting yourself into. Well, I appreciate that much. Things aren't going well, Bam. Not since Hoth. We've been on the run, pinned to the wall. You know that part. Of course. But what we don't tell the rest of the Alliance is just how bad it is. Our allies are faltering, hedging their bets, not sure if we're going to fold in on ourselves, making sure they still have enough ins with the Empire, failing to commit resources. We're losing people every day. The Empire is getting smarter. Before, we were quicker and meaner, and we wanted it more. But Vader, Vader's relentless. And ever since his failure at Yavin, he's been even more relentless. One way or another, bam, this war isn't going to last much longer. Cut the speeches and tell me what the job is. Takes another long drink. Officially, it's to clean up your own mess. We know where Menta Talaric is. You're supposed to go in and get him. Okay. We're we're assigning two people with you. Who are the? Who's my crew? It's on the dossier. He pulls out a pad and tosses it to you. But this is just a cover job, you see. Noted. There's another piece of information in the compound that you're entering that we need. We absolutely need it. And I don't know who to pick to do it. Well, it seems like you, whether or not you know, it seems like I, you picked me. So tell me what I'm picking up. He pulls out a second data pad, hands that to you. I start flipping through it. Not really like this one this even though even though this is sort of the more important mission, like I'm flipping through it kind of flippantly, like just kind of scrolling through it, skimming it. Right. And to your absolute surprise, there is no mission data on the second data pad. It's all false credentials. There's a new identity a bank account, property, a business license, the deed to a ship. Planning a getaway? Look, Bam, whatever we've been through together, uh, I was never good at this. Look, if you want to say no, that's your way out, okay? If I say no, cover job or not, I don't rescue Talaric and I don't clean up my mess. And Bam Trindo doesn't leave a mess behind. You should know that better than anybody. Why do you... Okay, fine. I just thought maybe for once you'd listen to reason and... <sighs> Criff. Okay, listen. It's, it's a location... It's a piece of location data, okay? There's something big. We know what it is. We don't know where it is. 
That's all I can tell you. That's all you can tell me? That's all I'm going to tell you. You deal with your drama. I'm going to figure it out one way or another, so you may as well it's tell me now. It's the Death Star, Bam. That's r- they built another Death Star. That's ridiculous. We blew it up. We built up their Model 1, their test run. This one is bigger, and it's stronger, and it shoots faster. That's, that's, not, that's not possible. That's not possible. That's not possible, Nock. That's not... It is possible, Bam. That's what I'm saying. This war ends one way or the other. We have to strike now, but we don't know where it is. And and so we find Talaric, and he tells us what's the, I don't. Talaric is a cover job. Talaric is being housed at the same place that this data is. I don't care the width of a nerf hair, whether Talaric lives or dies. His work is meaningless. Don't you understand that? He's inventing a Jedi killer. There are no Jedi left. But you can't tell anyone on your team why you're actually there. If you fail, you have to die, Bam. Don't you understand? Because then we need to send someone else to try to get it in. You're sending me on this mission. I'm already dead. So I wouldn't send you on the mission if I didn't think somehow you could pull it off. That's that's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me, Knock. It is not. It, it kind of is. <laughs> I can't believe that. I mean, look, if it were the other way around, you'd send me, wouldn't you? Oh, in a heartbeat. You're the best. You're the best spy the rebellion's got. You're not the only one with self-esteem issues around here, Bam. But I guess you know that. Self-esteem issues? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm the man that kept, that captured the plans of the second Death Star. And he takes the two data pads, and he stuffs them in his hand. He takes them in his hands. He stuffs them on one side, and he uh, he leans in and he kisses Knock on the cheek, and he says, "Mission accepted. Cover-up story." No one needs to know. Pick out my team. Get me ready. I'll be ready in the morning. Load me on a ship and I'll be on my way. We cut to Mm -hmm. the interior of a Labna class Imperial shuttle. Um, Piloting, for better or for worse, is Levon, your security droid. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have two people with you. They are both Bothans, which makes sense because, as you have reviewed the first mission log, you are posing as uh, Bothan Imperial defectors. You're brought into... Well, your your cover is that you're going into basically snitch on the rebellion, Mm -hmm. try to explain their battle tactics their mentalities, where their base might be, what kind of maneuvers they might try to do. Um, The instructions say, be convincing, but not too convincing. (laughs) Don't give away any secrets, but make them believe you. So the three of you are supposed to be these Bothan specialists that are brought in. You're reviewing their data files. The first one is your slicer. He's a 
young boffin, kind of new to the job, definitely trying to make his name here in the boffin service. His name is Caber Dalimo. So he's your slicer. You also have with you Maris Ursabek. She's a, a pretty old... Uh, she's an older boffin. She's been around. You've probably worked with her before. She's very good at breaking things and blowing stuff up. But she also has a bit of a reputation for looking out for herself. She's not overly committed to the cause of the Alliance. She doesn't like the Empire, especially if, to, for what they've done to the Boffin homeworld. But you know that if it were sacrifice yourself for the mission or save your own skin, she's going to save her own skin. Sure. I think uh, uh, as soon as we as soon as we cut to the inside of the shuttle vessel, um, I think there's a moment when Maris first walks in, and Bam is just like head in hand, like they no. Maris, it's <laughs> a pleasure. And then Levon hears the name Maris and is like Maris. Maris, it is <laughs> yes. And they like do a, they do a complicated handshake. And he's like, I gotta show you the blaster I ripped off of a I ripped off of a stormtrooper. You're, it's the coolest thing. I know you've been looking for one of those for years now, Levon. It's so cool. Tell me, is little Bam finally taking you off your leash yet? No, no, the same as ever. Same. I mean, like working with my boss. He's a great boss, and Bam's just behind him with his arms crossed. <laughs> Well, we're leaping right into the depths of Imperial territory today. I'm sure you'll get to kill a few things. Here's hoping. I'd cross my fingers, but my fingers don't cross. Droid hands. Caber, <laughs> <coughs> on the other hand, is wide-eyed and immediately walks up to you. Ah, Mr. Mr. Trindo, I am so excited to be working with you. I have read all of the case files that are, you know, in my access level and that i can figure out are you but you do excellent work i really hope that i can do this team proud uh you know and our race proud and the alliance proud and the future of the galaxy proud and 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 my mom proud and kid kid yeah you're gonna yeah. you're gonna do great all the, your, your confidence means the world to me I, I can't believe this is happening i'm actually going on a super important mission with bam trindo and maris I mean, Maris has got a rep, you know, that, well, uh, well I guess you were there, so I, I don't need to tell you that story. I appreciate your enthusiasm. This is an important mission. Uh, this is top priority. We have uh, a lot of work ahead of us. Let's get to it. Uh, no sense in waiting around. You're approaching the planet Sullust the home of the Celestins. It's a very volcanic world. Uh, not quite magma Mustafar volcanic. Uh, think more like uh, the Big Island in Hawaii or uh, Yellowstone. It's a lot of... There is some lava flows, but there's also a lot of... Actually, Iceland is probably a better comparison. Sure. Hot springs, sulfuric gas, just a lot of A lot of, a lot of steam in the air. Yeah. Very acrid, very harsh environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Empire set up a base here a while ago, and apparently this is information center is, uh, 
well, it's supposed to be the best of the best. As you scan through the dossier, you know that um, it's all run by this guy named Spymaster Barricar. Um, he is ultra paranoid. The Alliance has attempted to get access to the information here before, and all of the systems are run independently. Nothing is networked. Nothing at all. So you can't just toss your astromech at a scomp link and get whatever you want. Everything has to be done manually by individual controls and following a very set pattern of specific security clearances. Any deviation from the clearances triggers a security alarm. I like the way this guy operates. <laughs> Fortunately, you do have a person on the inside. Her name is Lieutenant Nirna Ayator. She is a defector. She is, uh, well, moderately ranked in the Empire, but she is stationed here and she's waiting for you to make contact so she can give you as much information as possible. Uh, you're also supposed to extract her on your escape if that, you know, is an option. Right. Okay. So uh, for now, that's all you, you know. The shuttle comes to a landing, follows the, uh, the security procedures. You are met by a storm, couple of stormtroopers and a low-ranking black-tuniced Imperial officer. One thing you do know as well was that because the spy master here is so paranoid, and be- this really explains to you why Nock gave you the false identity, they can't create a cover identity for you. Mm-hmm. Their background data checks are so deep that if you said you were anyone else other than Bam Trindo, they would know. Got it. So they, they're going to know your face, your name, and you are essentially playing yourself. Playing a version of myself that is has a different yeah. life. Got it. Exactly. So when the ramp lowers, the Imperial officer gives you a curt nod and says... Um, yes, uh, Mr. Trindo, is it? Yes, 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 Bam Trindo. Uh, pleasure to meet you. I believe you're expecting me? Yes. Um, yes, well, as it turns out, uh, the security team and the information officers you are assigned to see, I've been a bit delayed, so we are going to have to ask you to wait some time. No, that's, um... Frustrating, but I understand that things happen, so uh, point me to where I'm in my waiting room, and we'll see how the day shakes out. Yes, we'll escort you to your quarters. Well, your temporary quarters. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't get your name? He turns around and ignores you, because you're an alien. And he's imperial. Charming. And he doesn't like you. Charming. <laughs> uh, so why why you're being escorted? Why don't you roll either perception or vigilance at two? All right. Oh, we forgot to do a destiny pool. Why don't you do that real quick? All right. Uh, do four force dice. Four force dice. Three dark side, two light side. Okay, so you go ahead and roll either perception or vigilance against two purple. You can use either. Bam, or Levon, or both. All right, my perception. I'm going to roll perception. Bam is going to roll perception, which is two. Two yellow and a green. And he said two purple. 
Mm-hmm. That's blue to purple. That is one success. One success. Uh, and then I, oh, I will right. also roll for Levon. Who will be rolling two green. Levon does not do as well. It's two failures <laughs> and two advantages. Levon is mostly interested in security situations. Uh, with your advantages, you'll note that uh, very few people seem to go alone around here. There's always someone tagging along. There's like a very high number of Imperial stormtroopers on site for a secure location. Noted, noted. Um, unusual, but not outlandish. Uh, what does is, what is Bam notice? Well, what's his... What's his mentality? What's he most interested in knowing? Bam is, um, he wants to know for sure that this Death Star thing is even happening. It's, it's, it, I think it's split between wanting to know that the Death Star thing is happening because it can't be true, right? Like, it can't be. But also, like, Mm. figuring out where, uh, Telerik is under any circumstance, like, under, at any cost. So with this, Bam starts to take in the layout of the security. He's looking for a pattern here on how this place is laid out. Immediately, what you notice is that the exterior of this complex isn't very high, which is kind of odd for an imperial structure. So you catch out of the corner of your eye a secured turbo lift, and it seems to be moving very rapidly, which indicates to you must mean that it's traveling a very long distance. So this place must go down into the planet uh, a considerable way. Okay. Interesting. We've built a whole underground complex. That's ominous. <laughs> you are taken to what are actually very fancy quarters, and your assumption is that these are VIP quarters thus why they are temporary. Um, there are a couple of bedrooms and then a, a joined meeting room. These gods will be outside if you need anything. Uh, and then he Much appreciated. Again. Um, have a great... Okay. <sighs> Can't believe... How do you not just punch these guys in the face when you're talking to them? Because How do you keep your cool? Because I am highly trained. I am very good at my job. There's a reason that I talk to the stuff shirts and you blow things up, Maris. We have our roles. We have our jobs and things. Right, Levon? Levon is standing there. Uh he's not holding the he's not holding a gun, but you see his like droid hands are kind of twitching a little bit and he's like <laughs> We've all got our jobs. We've all got our jobs. Okay, well, um what's what's the first what's the first move then? Uh, what what are we gonna do? We, uh, well, for now, we wait. They want us to wait. They think that we are waiting. Best trick, stay exactly where they want us. What? Really? Of course. We're just going to do what they they tell us to do? Of course, for now. I mean, if we do things now, then somebody's going to show up and S show up to pick us up to our next part of the, uh, the assignment, and then we're not here. Once we take care of once we... Get our first meeting, we, you know, at least we, we play the part a little bit. Then we, we wait until their eyes are off of us a little bit. Then we have free reign. Okay. 
uh can i can i write these notes down i don't i don't want to forget them uh i suppose um yeah of course write them write them down you're you're gonna let them write something down that they can find your tips on spying that's a very good point don't feed my ego don't do that <laughs> write that down don't don't feed my ego write that down uh, okay don't okay. write that don't, i'm gonna do that was sarcasm don't write that down Maris, Maris oh, has a good oh. point. Don't write anything down. Okay. Right, right. Um, as if on cue, there is a chime at the door, and then it slides open, and a very crisp-looking woman steps in, gives a nod to the troopers, and approaches you. Yes, are you Mr. Trindo? The one and only. I assume you've been expecting me. Indeed I have. And she starts tapping something on a data pad. Now, you are the rebel specialists, are you not? And she hands you the data pad. It says, I'm your, def- I'm your defector, but this room is bugged. We need to do something. Oh, that's not good. Uh, I kind of discreetly flash the uh, data pad to Kaber. As our slicer, I'm kind. I'm thinking if anybody can crack the bug and unwind the last minute or so of conversation, the slicer should be able to do that. Meanwhile, I say, "We are exactly who who you are expecting. Um, happy to talk about whatever you need uh, talked about. Granted, we are a little bit tired from you know interstellar travel and all that, but." Uh, I don't know how useful we'll be tonight, but we can absolutely uh, see where we can get for our first meeting. Okay, so let's go ahead. You're going to roll Kaber's computer check here. All right. Um, he's got some, probably some sort of cool secret slicing rig. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that look like? Uh, it looks like... Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet it is. Uh, it is designed to look like lobot's like computer headpiece mm. puts that on and it's got uh if you picture lobo's headpiece and like shock gloves oh nice yeah yeah that's cool. and it's but it's it's so it's designed to look like these very mundane sorts of devices but they're linked together with like an optical overlay so that so that he can just sort of like tap into things by like tapping the right spots on a data pad or on a control panel awesome. or a keypad or what have you. Cool. Okay, so go ahead and roll this for me. It's going to be two yellow, two green against three purple. Now, normally there'd be a black, but he has bypass security, which removes uh, black from uh, that is, computer checks. That is a wash with an advantage. Ooh, okay. Uh, so he's doing his best here. He has found the bug. He cannot disable it. He kind of nudges you and uh, points at, oh gosh, it's probably something lame. It's probably like the potted plant, the one living thing in the room. I uh, I turn to Maris and I gesture <laughs> to the potted plant because uh, if we can't erase the bug, at least we can make sure that they can't recover the bug. Yes, well, I do hope that all partnership as it were it becomes uh, a fruitful endeavor for the glory of the empire all of course. hail palpatine all hail palpatine and all that 
Of course. May he live a long time. Very long time. Of course, indeed. Um, so you can roll Maris. It's going to be uh, yellow, three green against uh, two purple. That is a success and a triumph. <laughs> All right. So this was her skullduggery check. She's going to wreck this bug. Um, do you have any ideas on how that happens? Yes. Um, the door, uh, yes. I think she, like, picks it up, plants, uh, she's got explosives. She's got, like, plastique, basically, like Star Wars plastique, that is in mm-hmm. the shape of whatever Bothans eat. So, like, those weird carrots that you see the thing eating in the cantina scene. Ah. Uh. Uh uh Like some of those. So she picks it up and kind of like haphazardly smears a little bit of that on the plant and then looks at her hands like, oh, oh, no, I've been eating. I shouldn't touch the plant and puts it down. And it just like pop. And there's like a little like and it shakes. And when she puts it down, it shakes and it falls over because of that little tiny pop of explosives. The thing shatters. The bug is fried. And she goes, oh, I'm so I'm so clumsy. Oh, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have been eating. And it slipped right off. the. Oh, that's so embarrassing. (laughs) The lieutenant um, is visibly relieved at this. You do have a triumph here on the table, though. I think uh, I think the triumph is because nothing in here is networked. Everything is locally managed. There's no relay of the bug to an external server. Somebody uh-huh. has to come in and take it. So the bug being fried does not there's there's no chance of somebody else already having that data. Perfect. Oh goodness. They said you were good, but I didn't know you were going to be this quick and efficient. Don't underestimate me. Caber, write that uh-huh. down. Don't actually write it down. This is a thing we're doing. It's a whole bit. Uh, uh, right. Uh, uh, so anyway, um, listen, uh, I do hope that you're not going to just kill me when, I, when I'm when i done giving you the information. I really don't like the Empire anymore. I can't stand that they're building another Death Star. He, he started to laugh and try to reassure her, and then she says that, and he just freezes up. So that's... So it's real, then. It's actually a thing that's happening uh i mean i that's but that's what i've had anyway carking hell carking hell carking hell okay okay uh then give us the information i promise none of us here will kill you and we're gonna do our job we're gonna get that information we're going to uh get telerik we're gonna get you and we're gonna get off planet we're gonna do great okay um, excellent. So, there's not much I can give you. Um, I, I was told to just... The, my rebel contact said that you could use some information on the soft targets, uh, the people involved. Uh, the Spymaster Berica, he's, well, he doesn't trust anything or anyone, which is why he has done so well in the Empire, I imagine. Of course. But, um... In, in my experience, he's very, very proud and overly reliant on his security measures. So long as we can use those security measures against him, he won't know a thing has happened. That is where our friend Kaber comes in. Kaber, tap in, figure out if you can tap into the security and see how we can exploit that. 
we have. Uh, oh, oh, no, no, no. That that that's not quite possible. The, the security procedure is well, it's rather excessive in my opinion. But uh, first, in in order to get access to the data you're looking for, you're going to need a data request order uh, made by uh, someone of sufficiently high rank. Uh, and then after you have the data request order, you have to take it over to the security checkpoint. Your identity has to be verified, uh, and then they will search you. You can only bring a clean drive into into the storage area, and, and nothing else. No blasters, no other accoutrements. And she gestures at uh, Kaber's get-up. Mm. Uh, and, and then, um, well, you're supposed to file a report, although I don't suppose you'll actually need to file the report. Yes, I don't suspect that uh, paperwork has never been my strong suit. So, um, the the other thing I was I was meant to tell you is that uh, there's a, a Captain Andor is the second in command here, the, the one in charge of security. Um, the only thing I can figure out is that well, Andor was sent here as a punishment. Essentially, he and Berica don't get along at all. I don't think he would help us destroy Berica, but I also don't think he would mind it so much if it happened. Interesting. Alright, so we have a crack in the armor, so to speak. We can, If we can figure out a way to play the two against each other, uh, that might be an interest, a place to start. We have tools. We know it's not going to be easy to get the information, but we also know that there are kind of interpersonal disputes that can lead to... Oh, yes. Actually, this might be useful after all. He starts rubbing his hands together and gets lost in thought, pacing around the room a little bit. Starts tracking uh, potted plant dirt as he walks repeatedly over the dirt. Uh, Caber mimics you. <laughs> okay, um, if if Andor and Barakar don't like each other, then we can assume that that goes down through the ranks. That's going to be where we strike. We find people who are loyal to Andor... We convince them that Andor is trying... We convince them that Andor has committed to usurping Barakar. We get them to... uh, We orchestrate the assignment accordingly. All very hush-hush. And we turn our security measures against against themselves. Oh, well, um, you you should know that the security measures here are... um... A little bit backwards, actually. I don't know how else to put it other than to say that they're backwards. In what way? Well, normally security countermeasures in an Imperial facility would would uh, necessitate things such as internal turret systems, defensive fields, blast doors, that sort of thing. But most of this facility is built upon very toxic fumes and very high heat, the only reason we're able to survive is the environmental controls. It keeps us shielded. In the event of a security breach, or a significant security breach, uh, the spy master will simply deactivate the security protections, and we will all die suffocating on superheated sulfuric gas. So then the question becomes, how do we keep that from happening as we execute the plan? Can that system be exploited? Uh, I suppose nothing here is interconnected with one another, so if we could gain control of it, then there would be no other way to circumvent it. 
Bam stops pacing, turns around to face Kaber, who has turned around to face someone behind him. Says, <laughs> Kaber, environmental, environmental uh, controls, there's your in. You are going to crack these environmental controls and keep things at a cool, brisk, whatever temperature we're at right now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm on it. Maris, you are going to uh, ensure that we need to shut down comms, for lack of a better term. We can't have them getting a hold of Andor to confirm that this plan is not going through. What we need is a momentary is a momentary low uh low coverage blackout of just strictly communications something needs to go haywire that can be fixed but will still make getting back to command difficult hmm well a facility like this has got to have a couple of internal comm repeaters if i take one of them out transmissions won't be able to get to the top command center but they'll still work within the lower ranks I'm just going to need to see a schematic to figure out where they are. Do I have schematics? No. You don't. Nirna. Can you... Yes. Can you get us schematics? I can authorize level three requests for data due to my rank, but I'm not sure if that would be a level two or level one request for data. I, I suppose I could give you a blank request and you could try it out that'll or, or modify that'll, it that that will have to do you give us that you get us that form we will fill out the request and we will start and uh Levon and i will start doing what we do drum up a little bit of unrest you know stir things up and this place is going to be crumbling within the hour bam 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 yeah I'm sorry. Should I call you Mr. Trindo? No, Bam is fine. Bam's I'm, I'm fine. sorry. Oh, okay. Um, look, I did it. I hacked the the thermostat for this room. I can change it to any temperature you want. You're an ace, kid. You're gonna do great. Now we just need you to do it through the building. Oh, oh, you meant environmental controls for the whole facility, not just this room. The, the room's a start. You figured out how the system works. We just need you to expand the operation. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was a little easy. It wasn't even locked. You know, I, I just pushed the buttons. You're, yeah, I, I, okay, I'll, I'll do better this time. I got I got this. You got this, kid. You're going to do great. You're going to do great. All right. We all have our assignments. We all have our missions. Let's go destroy an Imperial base. Okay. So, um, how do I want you to do this? Okay. Lieutenant Ayator is going to give each of you a blank work order that you can fill out if needed. Okay. You can also copy them, uh, but now you have that just on each character. So as they're going around doing their duties, you can try to exploit that as, as necessary. Fabulous. Um, the one thing you should know is that Captain Andor is mostly in charge of security, so that'll be mostly the stormtroopers. Anyone else in a white or black uniform is usually a member of intelligence. Noted. Well, white is for intelligence. Uh, black is for operations, although they tend to fall more under 
the spy master's division. Noted. Noted. So we're talking to we're talking to the the rank and file. Got it. Um, I suppose you could go anywhere they congregate. Uh, mess hall, training facility, barracks. Let's hit the mess hall. That seems like the place to go for disgruntled employees on their afternoons off. Right. I'll escort you down, but I'd rather not enter myself. If they see me, they'll, well, tighten their lips. That's totally fine. I will, I will do what I do best. Okay, so who do you want to track first? Bam and Levon, Caber uh, or Maris? Let's start with Bam and Levon. You arrive at the Imperial Mess Hall. It is a mess hall. That's pretty unremarkable. Stormtroopers are sitting around without helmets, uh, but usually still in armor. Blasters are nearby. They're getting some sort of generic goopy soup, um, which you know to be highly nutritious and horrible to the taste. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I saddle up to a table of them with some nutritious soup, and I affect a, I affect a slouch. And I start grumbling about, like, the treatment around here. I cannot even believe... Do you mind if I sit... I just really need to just... I can't be around security people. I just need to be around normal people for a few moments. I know that you're Imperials and I'm a boss. I just need to be around anyone other than a security official for a moment. After the way I've been treated. Oh my goodness. They they look at each other. Uh, the closest one peers at you, very curious. He, you are not a human, but you are this far into the facility and you haven't been killed or arrested yet, so you're probably supposed to be here. Um. Oh. Who are you? Yes, 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 sorry. Bam Trindo, uh, Bothan Defector. Uh, it's a whole thing. We're here on an operation. They brought us in to divulge some information such that we might bring down that pesky rebellion once and for all it's a whole thing but at least that's what we were told what it turned out to be was that we were going to go through checkpoints and checkpoints and background and interrogations it's been a whole day is that normal (laughs) yeah (laughs) how long have you been here a few hours (laughs) well get used to it Get very used to it. That's how things are around here. Check and double check. Fill out your form. Follow your work order. Make sure that you piss on schedule. And everyone laughs. What could possibly, possibly need all of this security for? Listen, Barriker, man's nuts. But he has a pretty good reason to be. You're a rebel, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, I was. They all kind of look around. One of them does that meerkat peeking up his head, like looking for the teacher sort of look. <laughs> looking for other officers, make sure they're not going to get in trouble. So you, you probably know better than we do what happened on Scarif. Of course. They all kind of lean in. Well, come on, tell, tell us the story. We just heard that handful of rebels walk through. Steal the most important piece of data in the galaxy and just beam it off. It's, you know, I mean, the rebellion that was before, that was before Yavin, right? Like that was. Listen, if you knew the rebellion that I knew, 
<laughs> you would be jumping ship too. Huh. Well, the story spread around here pretty fast too. Barracker, he does not want to be the next scarif, you know? Fair. That is fair. So he's he's got his secrets buried deep, deep, deep down in this planet. So what what? So what? We're making what another Death Star? That's ridiculous. <laughs> I doubt they have the resources for that. I mean But still, they've got weird scientists down in the detention level. They've got all sorts of some people say there's Sith stuff down there. Jedi stuff, you know? Spooky, creepy things. There are rooms at the bottom of this complex that only Palpatine can get into. That's well, that's Yeah, I guess in that case you'd probably want a spy master to do uh your security detail. Spies sure. spies get things done after all. Do they? <laughs> I Look, I like to think so. I I'm not saying that his structure isn't sound or his reasoning isn't insane, but I'm just saying that day-to-day operations maybe someone with a little more military understanding might do a better job when the other ones hits them don't say things like that here man we're gonna get in trouble i and they're gonna hear i uh, i lean in i lean in and say well <laughs> forgive me this is coming from the rebellion i this this sounds exactly like what we all experienced <laughs> this is one of the reasons i left and so forgive me if this is out of line but why not do something about it oh that was freeing to say you know i never got to say that to the rebellion and i just wanted to every single day why not do something about it why not just take the lead you know figure out what's what's going on down there haven't you ever you've wondered it so why not just take those reins all right um you're gonna need to roll something yeah would you call this deception Uh, or well what do you what would you call it um i think i'd call it deception i'm playing the role of the disgruntled former rebel trying to convince them that this is their idea, not my idea entirely. Okay, so roll your deception. It's going to be against three purple, uh, except I'm going to flip a dark side point and upgrade one purple to a red. So a red, two purple. I'm going to say a black because you're a boffin okay. and an ex-rebel. Uh, I'm going to get say a blue because you're reasoning and you're talking and all of that was just really good so those are convincing reasons to do what you're saying and i'm going to remove that black because of my ability i have an ability to remove nice. a black on a deception so that is one green two yellow that is one green two yellow one blue two purple and one red success and two advantages they all start muttering to each other um the guy you've been talking to stands up a moment gives a little nod to one of the troopers by the door who's still in uniform. He hits a button and the blast door closes to the room. Listen, uh, you're not the first one to think that. See, 
Our superior officer, Captain Andor, he knows what he's doing. We've often said that Barracker made a good system. Let Andor run it. That makes sense. Some the, this is what I've been want. This is what I wanted from the rebellion to to build a system and let the people that know how to act act. So what do we do? How do we make it happen? You have my full support. I am a man of ideas, and I want to help make this a reality. What are you going to get out of this? This is the. Fr- th- you know what? That's fair. Allow me to apologize a little bit. I might be projecting some frustrations over why I left the rebellion. There were some. I dealt with a similar situation, so suffice it to say, if I could know that you aren't dealing with the same criff that I'm dealing, or this, yeah, the same criff that I'm dealing, I dealt with, I'd be a happy man. <sighs> Alright, you can cut the double talk. I get it. You help us. We put in a good word for Captain Endor. You get a little better treatment once your defection process is complete. Right? Right? You are smarter than I expected. I respect that. Alright, sounds like a fair deal. You are a Bothan, after all. Maybe you can get into this spy master's brain. It's what I do. It's what we do. We're Bothans. Alright. Listen, uh, I'm going to pass the word around. It's going to take a while. What should we do? What I need, what we need, is leverage. We need to know what we're building here, whatever we're working on, whatever's so secret that we need the spy master and the secrets. We need to know exactly what it is. We need, we need as much leverage as we can get. If we have that, then we can know how to twist spy master's arm. It's that simple. Huh. You would need someone with a level one clearance to get you down there, but turns out we know where their quarters are. That's all you need. You're good at, you're good. I, I bet you're good at convincing people in a pinch. I bet you've got some persuasive skills and I kind of pat his muscular arm for a minute and I'm like, I bet you've got a few ways to convince people. And given that you are the security team on here, I don't think there's going to be too much opposition if you apply those skills so that's the plan get a get a clearance level one get a request form filled out get us our leverage he puts on his helmet you're coming with us absolutely it's my pleasure you're gonna have to wear these binders just for appearances oh believe me it's i i completely understand and what's with this droid oh just a you know basic service droid leave on it's just you see the we see the fingers start to twitch and we zoom in on that well look uh don't take this the wrong way are you can he help protect you if the things get hot uh, you're right we're cutting the double talk that's why i keep him around <laughs> he's very good and Levon's hands stop twitching as he's just like and he kind of like looks up a little bit. I am very good. All right, let's go. Okay, Kaber or Maris? Let's do Kaber. So Kaber has managed to wander himself down um, towards environmental controls. Um, I imagine mostly by playing the dumb kid routine, 
Mm-hmm. It is uncertain whether or not he is being sincere in this dumb kid routine. Just kind of goes around like, oh, look, I'm supposed to find environmental control. You know, kind of like looking embarrassed and enough irritated Imperial officers have pointed him far enough down the line that he's at least on the same floor. Right. So this, like everything else around here, has a security checkpoint. So you can see the server room on the other end, and then there's a couple of stormtroopers and a white tuniced officer waiting and just staring at him, waiting to bring in the correct orders for access. Uh, Kaber's going to pull up the order form on his data pad, Mm -hmm. and he's going to try and... Uh, using his data pad and using his uh, his hacking, his slicing gear, try and find the find some locally stored form that he can, if not directly copy, like adapt for his purposes. Ah, beautiful idea. Okay, so give me two yellow, two green against uh, three purple. There would be a black, except he's removing it. And then uh, take a blue for the idea of trying to copy. And I'm going to flip a light side to turn one of these green into a yellow. Wash with three advantages. Okay. So you can't find something to copy, but... But um, I do find an unrelated request with the officer's name for something that he approved. Ah, okay. So then you're just going to kind of cobble all that together? Yeah, so I at least know his name and, like, the types of requests he approves, if not something I can directly copy. Mm -hmm. Something sort of in the the ballpark. Okay. So it'll still require some forgery, but I at least have an idea. So go ahead and do the same rule, except that you're going to add a second blue. Um, So the first blue is for the signature that you pulled. The second blue is from the form that Lieutenant Ayator already gave you. All right. And you're leaving that yellow uh, because I just feel like taking that um, name is it was worth an upgrade and a, and a blue at the same time. Okay. Two successes and three advantages. All right. It's a perfect work order for uh, making adjustments to the environmental controls. They give you an odd... Well, they give Kaber an odd look, he being Bothan, but Mm -hmm. there was a work order, so can't argue with it. (laughs) They let him through. What are you going to do? There's a work order. So he goes in, he he starts poking around at the servers and start trying to get a handle on, like, where... I guess, yeah, figuring out where he would need to manually ensure that the environmental controls stay where they are, basically. Um, so there's two options, I think, that would come to mind for him. One is he could probably set up some sort of transmitter and backdoor so he could remotely operate the environmental controls. That would be a little bit of a harder role. Uh, but if he just wanted to lock out the interface, he could do that pretty easily so basically no one could change anything on the environmental controls so even if they wanted to shut them off they couldn't that sounds like the better option especially because then he could just be the kid that messed up 
Yeah, okay. So give me two yellow, two green against two purple. That's very good. <laughs> That's uh triumph, five successes, and three threat. That is a heck of a roll. Um, okay, with five successes, no one is moving this thing. Uh, the three threat is no one's moving this thing, even him. Like, he can't undo this. Yeah. And the triumph is... Uh, is it, it plays is that he does it and it surprises himself the <laughs> level to which he has locked the system up surprises even him so when somebody's like what did you do he is able to effortlessly play the dumb kid and just get escorted back to like the waiting room of like of like get get out of here just get get out of here while we try to fix this yeah, Let the adults th- do their work. This is definitely is exactly what happens. The white uniformed imperial intelligence officer looks absolutely panicked. Like he cannot believe he has let this happen on his shift, and he knows he's going to be held personally responsible for it. So uh, you are Caber is taken back safely to the the VIP room without any hassle or delay. So that just leaves us with Maris. Yes. Um. How is she going about trying to find the location of this repeater? I don't know. Um, There's a couple of options. I mean, she could try to get access to a server to try to get it. Uh, She could just try to intelligence her way through it and just be like, well, I know how these work. It's probably over here. That sounds like Maris. That's the one I'm going to go with. That sounds like the most Maris. Okay. So it's going to be four green against three purple three purple i'm gonna upgrade to a yellow five successes jeez yeah she knows exactly where they are yeah this is old hat this is this is my job and i'm very good at it so she like kind of just cracks her knuckles and is like all right all right time to go to work and she just like is following pipes and following hallways and like ducking at the right moment and just very almost anticlimactically just like walking along like affecting that air of like this is nothing uh okay so then she's gonna roll a skullduggery check well skullduggery or mechanics depending on what you want to do with this repeater uh we are trying to Skullduggery is probably better. I think it's better if it's just shut down. Right? Like, mm-hmm. if we just, in the time that we need it, if there's just not communications. Okay, so you want it to be able to be remotely shut down. Yes. Okay. Two ways to do that. Um, if you want to install some sort of, uh, like, kill circuit, you could roll a Skullduggery. If you just want to plant a bomb... Uh, there's no roll. You could just plant a bomb. Let's do the skullduggery. I don't think, I don't think, I think she like considers planting a bomb and she's like, no, no. Oh, it sounds really fun, but I shouldn't. (laughs) I might need this bomb later. Yeah, I'm going to bump. Something's blowing up, but it's not this. (laughs) Okay. So then her skullduggery is a yellow and three green. This will be against, uh, two purple and a black purple and a black oh finally two failures and three advantages Ooh, okay so this repeater cannot um is not susceptible to her slave circuit 
adjustment, however. So my advantages are that uh, the slave circuit didn't work. My approach didn't work. But I can see how the I can see where I can plug in a bomb. Because if I can't disable the thing, I'm just going to use the bomb. Okay, sure. So you can use those advantages to hide the bomb super well. No one's ever going to find it. Guess you're going to blow it up after all. You know, sometimes we resist our instincts, and sometimes it turns (laughs) out that we should just do what we think anyway. Speaking of which, we cut back to Bam Trindo with two Imperial Stormtroopers. Riding a turbo lift, not down, but up. Up, up, up mm. to the very top of this building. And as it's coming to a stop, they lean over and say, Yeah, we should have mentioned maybe that uh, really the only one who can do a level one request is, uh, well, either Barracker or his second in command. Okay, um, that certainly changes things, but uh, you know what? We're here. We're committed. We're going to do great. You're going to do great, buddy. So we're going to hit his second command. It's uh, it's going to be risky. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know what? I'm pretty sure if second in command is Andor, right? That's the guy... Who should be running things? Uh, it's no. It's more like Barracker's specific lieutenant, his assistant slash confidant. Okay. Uh, either way, yeah, that should be a doable thing. You know, we are the security. We're the enforcers. We're the, we're the people. The, the door ground. opens. <laughs> Go. <laughs> you see a very pristine imperial office and a. Very tired-looking gentleman, wearing a gray uniform with a bunch of red and blue squares on it. Yes, how can I help you? The stormtroopers push you forward. He he gets pushed forward. He's got the he's got the binders on, and he's like, um, "Hi, Bam Trindo, uh, Imperial Defector." Uh, we need some uh, a security request, and unfortunately, I don't think we can take no for an answer. And he kind of like shrugs a little bit and looks back at the stormtroopers, hoping that they've taken like battle stances. So this officer stops what he was doing. He wasn't even looking up. He was working on something on his computer. Turns to look at you. Is very confused. There's a captured boffin making demands. But then the stormtroopers, uh, you would expect them to point their blasters, but they don't. They're just sort of taking a neutral stance. Great. Good. Excellent. Um... I'm a little confused. You need a security clearance. You're you're a defector. Yes, yes, yes. You were the ones that I was supposed to be scheduled to speak with in a couple of hours. Why why are you here now? Excellent. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, Well, you see, there's a... uh, It's a funny story. 
it's uh so and i think at that moment leave on from the back point picks up his gun points it forward and says hey boss you want to drop down now yes that would be ideal Ah, I see. It's a coup, then. Yes, it is one of those uh, situations. So Andor got a rebel spy to do his dirty work for him, did he? After all these years, I should have known. Well, no, no, eh, well, yes, I suppose you should have. But we all make mistakes. It's a tough business. You are aware, of course, that... There are security cameras in this room. Security cameras, you say? Excellent. I know you are under the impression that you have the entire security force helping, but after all, it wouldn't be Imperial Intelligence if we didn't have a few of our own members within the ranks, would it? You know, I really like the way that you operate. I gotta say. Why do you think that these two gentlemen here haven't pointed their blasters yet? It's because they know if this doesn't go their way, they can point to the tape and say that they didn't do anything treasonous. That makes a whole lot of sense. And I think that's a really great point. And as a counterpoint, Levon, take the shot. <laughs> Okay, is he shooting to kill him, or just hurt uh, He him? is shooting to take out one of the two stormtroopers. Oh, nice. This would be ranged heavy. Yeah, it's just against one purple. Two I'll yellow. give you a blue for getting the jump on him. Two yellow, green, blue. Two successes, three advantages. Uh, that's a blaster rifle, right? Yes. Uh, okay, so that first one dies just boom dies and i think he turns the rifle on the other one and says grab him grab him grab uh, him this is this is a revolt you are a hostage you an unwilling hostage <laughs> in my actually actually bam is the one that starts saying yes this is a hostage situation you stormtrooper are now an unwilling hostage in my rebel games and then kind of leans forward. <laughs> yeah, picks him up, and he looks at you. You're crazy, aren't you? You didn't have to actually kill him. C- crazy like a boffin. Oh, what have I done? We've gotten in bed with the rebels, now we're all going to die. Grab him and let's yes, go. Yes, you could shoot the rebel now, and then we'd all be saved the hassle. No way, the only way out of here is through the end. Either I die, we change everything about this place. Grab him. Let's get in the turbo lift. All right, you drag him into the turbo lift. I'm not sure what it is you're hoping to accomplish here. Just looking to know everything there is to know about this place, my good man. Leverage. That's the name of the game. Leverage. It won't work. Eh. It's worked once before. (laughs) 
So uh, the turbo lift is shooting downward now, uh, uh, presumably because Bam would want to immediately go to where the level one information is held. Yes. yes? Okay. The stormtroopers or the stormtrooper now knows where that is, so he puts in the command to take you toward basically the bottom. And uh, you have a few moments here as you're thrumming down. Why? Why are you doing this? Why? Why do you do this job of? spying for the alliance because i'm good at it and because once in a while and he um he eyes the control panels and he fit he's i don't know if they're labeled at all but i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna sure yeah he spots the detention level and he hits a button because once in a while despite my better interests as the doors to the detention level open I can help someone who needs it. Levon, keep Levon, keep my keep my unwilling hostage. And he looks around for any cameras. Take him to the information request. I've got work to do. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. So, um, Levon and the stormtrooper and the second in command are now heading toward the lower level. Yes. yes? Okay, and Bam by himself is now the detention level. Yes. So the first thing you would notice is that it's not the usual detention level structure. It's not that hexagonal corridor with all the cells. Um, There are very few doors with lots of spaces between them, as if the rooms are very large. And there is a security pit in the front, about four stormtroopers and another white tunicked imperial intelligence officer. He eyes you curiously. Is there a reason you're here? Uh. And I assume I've taken the binders off at this point because I don't assume they were. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, I'm going to lie through my teeth and say, uh, yes, there is. Actually, I am. Bam Trindo, uh, Imperial Defector. Um, I am here to... Uh, I was sent down here to uh, interrogate one uh, Dr. Telurik. You see, uh, we used to work together, and seeing me in the Empire, they think... Barara thinks will be the sort of psychological weapon that the Empire needs to really crack Telurik get into his head okay go ahead and roll uh i assume deception yes. okay whoops okay so it's going to be deception against two red and a purple all right i'll give you a blue for trying to use the past relationship all right wash with an advantage where's your work order number <sighs> paperwork was never my strong suit and I pull out my blaster pistol and I shoot <laughs> the security pit in the hopes that it will fry the doors and open them okay um gosh I mean you've only got one light side point left but if you want to use it you no know I do <laughs> All right. I don't think that this is going to end well for us. There's a lot of context clues that point me in the direction of this not going well. 
<laughs> you pull out your blaster, and through the luck of the Force, you have triggered the door opening commands, because this is Star Wars, and when you shoot a door, they open, sure. apparently. Um, gosh. Okay. How do I want to set this up so it's fair? I'm going to roll a D6. It's going to tell us how many rooms there are. Okay. There are three. Uh, Odd or even? Even. Okay, it was odd. So, uh, tell me what's in one of... Oh, I guess, wait, if there's only three rooms. Okay, so Talaric is obviously in one Mm -hmm. of them. There are two more. Tell me what's in one of the other ones. It's it's some sort of experimental scientist being held against his will, but he has a lab to continue his work or her work. It is a a a chiss. No, a uh, duros. It is a duro scientist building some sort of like just jacking up uh, battle droids, basically making like super armored <laughs> battle droids. And sort of doing it reluctantly like this. The Rebellion said they had my back, and they didn't. <sighs> um, I'm going to roll off of a table. Um, I'm going to roll off my Womp Rats table, which is a hack of the game Maze Rats that I made for Star Wars. Uh, I, I, I always have it nowadays for randomization moments like this. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, so the other is um, another drawl scientist. So Talaric is a drawl, which is basically a space hamster. Sure. They're a Silhouette Zero character. They're very adorable. The other one is also a drawl. Um, and this one's experiments are not quite as um, humane. Sure. They focus mostly on um, altering Wookiees. Oh no, that's not great. No, it's not. Uh, and in fact, apparently, I'm going to flip a dark side point for this. Shooting the panel to disable the doors has also disabled the containment field inside that he was using to hold this mutated Wookiee. And it comes charging out the door. Um, it's much larger than a normal Wookiee. It's probably about 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And probably about 6 feet wide. Uh, it looks more like a Wampa than a Wookiee at this point. Sure. Uh, and it's just in this fit of blood rage. Great. Uh, what do you, what do you do? Uh, I am going to, uh, shout, Telluric, let's go now. And sort of move towards the turbo lift. A very confused Telluric looks out and, uh, sees you, um, Stares for a moment, can't believe his luck, and then looks back at his research station. Looks over to you. Looks back at his research station. Do I have Do I have time to get a few files? You absolutely, positively do not. There's a giant Wookie. We need to go. <sighs> Very sadly, starts running over toward you, and we are going to run towards the nearest turbo lift. All right, so you mash on the turbo lift button. Um, do you watch what's going on? Uh, I'm gonna flip a white light. I'm gonna flip this light side point back, and say uh, no, but I'm just gonna trust it's going well. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you hear a lot of blaster fire, a lot of screaming. Um, and then the door to the other turbo lift opens and you two jump into it. And I assume you just mash the nearest button. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, calls uh, are going throughout this facility. The security tapes um, have, of course, gotten to the eyes of some of Barracker's men. And so the communications are mostly about trying to figure out what's going on. Is this a coup by Andor? Is this a rebel maneuver? Why was there a power failure and the detention level? What's going on? Communications are just going haywire right now. Um, does Maris push her button yet? Oh, for sure. That's the that's the cue. <laughs> Boom! It explodes. Communications to the upper decks are completely shut off now, and thanks to uh, Caber's maneuvering, um, well, no one's able to deactivate the environmental controls on the lower levels or anywhere at all. Good. So, uh, yeah, so that's mostly a success. And I'm going to flip two dark side points for things that are happening. Good. The turbolift comes to an end, the end point, one of the lowest levels possible. You open it and you find uh, Levon, the stormtrooper, and your captured second in command. Great. Uh, good news, everyone. Uh, how's, how are things going down here? Well, he said some sort of command word, and now the whole level's locked off. I really, really like the way that you operate, I have to say. If you had been born human, perhaps we would have been working together. And I'm going to shoot him in the kneecap. Ah, Chris! Say the, cocking say, say the reverse word. I'd rather die. You have a second kneecap. Very well, take it. I shoot him in the second kneecap. God! Ugh. You don't know what you're trying to get. My life is worth nothing. I shoot him in the first kneecap again. Uh, he has fallen over now. Now the pain is so bad he can't even talk. He's just incoherently screaming. Uh. So, uh, I'm going to hop on the comms. I'm going to hop on a comm, our personal channel, our private channel. Mm-hmm. Kaber, uh, we got a job for you. No answer. Great. Um, okay, comms are down. Uh, we need to figure out a way to break in. We've got guns. There's no one down here. We may as well try it. Uh, roll something to search. Perception, vigilance, something like that. Two yellow and a green. Uh, two purple should be fine. Failure and three advantages. So you look around. Should also roll for Levon. Nah, his is so bad, it's not gonna be worth it. No, go ahead. Go for it. No, you do it. Why not? Uh, I'll flip one of these light sides. Failure and two advantages. You're looking for some sort of override lever or something like that. Basically, the situation is that you can see through this glass pane, well, it's transparent steel, um, where the security thing is. There is still a white uniformed 
intelligence officer, and a couple of stormtroopers in this security checkpoint. They're actually stuck in there while this lockdown is going on. They look more bored than anything because they know you can't get in. Uh, with your advantages, you also notice that there is a very small set of ventilation shafts that would maybe get you in, but they are outside the environmental fields. So you would be completely exposed to heat and sulfur, and also the only one small enough to probably pull it off is Talaric. Talaric? I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna yes. ask you to do something right now. Alright. And I'm not happy about it. I need you to know that before I ask it. And I need you to know that I'm sorry. And the fear and he takes a big gulp. He gulps and he closes his eyes. If you want out and he points to the turbo lift, this is your chance. Nirna is upstairs. She's on an upper level. The two of you can get out safely and we can figure out another option. Or you can get us the plans to the second Death Star and probably die. But we can stop whatever it is that they're doing. A second Death Star? You've got to be kidding me. I wish I was kidding, but it's why we're here. It's you were a cover story. <laughs> you were a cover story to everyone else. You were not a cover story to me, but you were a cover story to the rebellion. They're building a second Death Star. It's bigger. It's faster. It's better. We need those plans, and you're the only one that can get through that ventilation shaft, and you're the only one that's going to get those. That's going to be able to get those plans, and. I don't think any of us are making it out of here, but at least, at least you can help us get those plans to Nirna, and maybe, maybe we can't, but maybe someone can stop this. Okay, um, roll something. This is probably leadership. And I'm going to flip that last light, light side. What would you put this against? I'm going to flip one. It's going to be three purple and a red. Okay. Failure and an advantage. No. No, 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 no. I am not going to die. I, uh, I'd i rather work for the Empire than die. Okay. That's fine. I asked. You said no. And... Levon, or... Bam starts... Trying to squeeze and shuffle into these air vents that are too small. Whew. Okay. Okay. I guess it's not impossible. Okay. Let me see. Let's see. I can't convince him to do it. I'm not going to fit into the air vents. I. You could talk to the people inside the control center. That sounds like a good plan. I'm going to do that. And I'm just going to... I'm not going to deceive. I'm going to charm. I'm going to flip this light side. Uh, what would be the difficulty? As I just say... Just... Please... You know that we're going to die. Just... Let me have this. 
They look around in confusion. What do you mean? What do you mean we're going to die? No, you're going to live. I'm going to die. So you just want to die knowing the location of the Death Star? That's what you want? It's better than nothing. Ooh, this is good. Um, Three purple. Three successes and an advantage. Leave your gun on the ground. I toss it. It's worthless. He opens the door. Go ahead. And there's a server room. Again, just a simple terminal, although the data banks here are pretty enormous. There must be so many secrets down here. Only one that matters. Only one that's coming out of here with me. And I download the files. There's actually no download, actually. Oh. What's interesting is, remember, they have the plans. They just don't know where it is. Oh. So all you're doing is pressing... When you look for this information, all you find is there's one command, print. Which is odd in Star Wars. You don't print very often in in Star Wars, but you can. Uh, I think the, the fancy term, Star Wars term for it is a flimsy I I print that flimsy. It just has one word on it. Just says Endor. <laughs> That's easier than I would have expected. Simpler than I would have thought. All right. And at that same time, you hear nearby a little clatter, clatter, clatter by one of these air vents. The siding comes off of it, and you see a strange red astromech droid roll in. Okay, um, <laughs> we all heard the stories of Leia doing this once, but uh, you never think you're going to be in this position. <laughs> and then the droid projects a little holographic projection of some official orders, also from Nock. Um, their mission is to meet up with you take whatever information you have, and then they're going to exfiltrate a different direction just so that there's two points of exit. I, I hand the droid the information. I give a salute. Wah, wah, wah. And, and I, I, I put a hand on it. He says, Endor, that's it? Just Endor? <laughs> Endor. You'd think it would be more complicated. But listen, get out of here. And when you get out of here, tell them, Tell them that many Bothans died to get them this information. How about not dying? Did you try that? We'll give it our best. And the droid rolls off into the air vents. And Bam looks around. At the at the stormtroopers and the security officer and says, "So, is this the part where we all shoot each other to death?" Roll um, your initiative for Levon, please. Okay, it can be either cool or um, uh, vigilance, depending on whichever one is better for him. Vigilance is better. Success and three advantages. The stormtrooper is going to... Well, well, roll bams, too. I forgot. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Also, two. 
success and two advantages. All right, the stormtrooper is going to go first. Uh, with your advantages, I will let you pick who he wants to shoot first. Oh, got it. Uh, he's going to shoot Bam. So two yellow and a green against one purple. Um. Pew. Ooh, that's not good. There it is. A two successes, a threat, and a triumph. Um, so that would be 11 damage minus your soak. My soak is four, so that is seven damage. Uh, I guess I'll just crit. Oh, that's, no. a, ni- that's a 99. <laughs> I have never rolled that high on a crit roll before. Oh, man. Is this... This could literally not get any more Star Wars. Are you ready for this? Yes. 99. Crippled. One of the target's limbs is crippled until healed or replaced. Yep, I lost my hand. Yeah, he just blasts your your gun hand. It, the shot connects at the elbow and you lose your entire forearm. Yep, that's Star Wars. That's the Star Wars thing. That's the <laughs> thing that happens in the Star Wars. Uh, Levon is going to open fire on the stormtrooper. Uh, so it's just one, it's normally one purple. I'm going to flip a dark side to make it one red. Okay. Um, and then you can have a blue if you want to aim. Yes, I do. A red and a blue. Three successes, two advantages. So it's 12 minus five, which is seven. So he's about halfway dead. Your advantages? Um, it knocks him down. So everyone has a moment to scramble. Okay, sure. To scramble to the turbo lift. Um, let's or at have... least Talaric and Levon have time to get to the turbo lift since I have two advantages. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. I'll let Bam try if he can roll a successful resilience check. Sounds good. Um, And normally that would be, I would say, three purple. I'm going to flip another dark side point to make it two purple and a red. And I'm going to flip one of my light side to make my one green a yellow. Failure and a threat. Okay, so he's watching Levon and Talaric run for the turbo lift, but... He's kind of frozen he th- in place. He throws, well, he throws with his non-blown off hand. He salutes Levon and he says, get him out of here. It is Bam's turn. Um, I will say that was your maneuver, but if you still want to take an action, you can try. Um, yeah, I will try for a, an athletics to see if I get there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to flip another dark side. It's going to be a red, a purple, and a black. And I'm going to flip that one yellow. Flip that to a yellow. Triumph, failure, and two threats. Oh, boy. He's not going to get there. You're going to take two strain, but... He doesn't get there. Uh, But... He... I want to use that triumph to basically, because like he's already gone. Like in my mind, Bam is done. So I'm thinking that the uh, he basically. Oh, okay, I know what it is. 
he tries to move, but his body is like too beaten down, right? Mm-hmm. So he's just like, so he sits in a chair and he hits an alarm. He like hits a button and it's an alarm that says that the high priority threat is down on the floor where he is. So the security forces are all coming to where he is. So everybody else on the turbo lift can go back up where they need to. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, so you've scrambled everybody into even further chaos than what's already going on. Yes, now they know Now they know the disaster situation is where he is. So Talaric and Levon, Talaric and Levon and Nirna can get, can get together and get off planet safely. As Bam is sitting there, the alarm going off in the background, the stormtrooper is picking himself up, picking up his blaster rifle. It's only a matter of time now. What are his mm-hmm. thoughts? Why do you do this job? You're, you could say you're good at it, but the last month has shown you're not especially good at it. You could say that you help people, but you haven't... You will say you like to get your hands dirty, but this is where it gets you. This is where it always gets you. This is where the game gets you. It's because somebody has to do it. Not everybody gets to ride in on a speeder and shoot down the Death Star and dance with the celebrating army. Some people just die alone in a sub-basement somewhere. With the knowledge that something they did, hopefully, help someone else, save someone else. And he thinks to Talaric and Levon, and he thinks to Talaric, who is going to get to safety and is going to be okay. And he smiles for a minute and says, something you did is going to help someone be safe. And he thinks about that astromech droid, and he says, something you did is going to save a lot of people. Why do I do this job? Because I'm fucking great at this job. And he sits back and he closes his eyes and he puts his one and he puts his one hand behind his head and he just starts twirling in this chair. And he says, "Mission accomplished." The end. Dang. Chris, thank you so much for this. <laughs> this was a treasure. Thank you. I knew you this... could do it. I knew it was risky. It was risky as all hell, but I was no, like... No, it was perfect. I think it we could do it. Perfect. <sighs> I gotta calm down for a minute. <sighs> Chris, thank you so much for coming to Party 1. This was amazing. So, oh, real wow. quick, before we wrap up, where can people find your work online? Sure. Uh, mostly, just head over to com. This episode, 
uh, although Jeff didn't know it, is going to tie into one of the Silhouette Zero episodes in the future. So, you know, now you can get that crossover sweet satisfaction that you've been looking for. It's better than a CW superhero show, I'm telling you. Damn. Uh, Well, it also crossed over with one of the other... uh Star Wars episodes that we did for Party of One, because that Duro scientist was the scientist from the episode we did with Maddie, who was the guy that was building robots. So there's nice. still crossover. It's all one. It's all one universe. It's the yeah, Star Wars we, universe. We've got one, and 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 the crosses over with episode six. So you see, you see, the crossovers just don't end here. Um, you can also chat with me on Twitter. It's uh, at Sil Zero Chris. That's S I L Z E R O. Um, you know, you can watch my nonsense over there. Excellent. Well, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, Bass Me. And thanks again to Chris for coming on to the show. That game was everything I wanted out of it and more. Be sure to check out Silhouette Zero at SilZeroPodcast.com. Check out Heroes of the Hydean Way at TheHydeanWay.com. And follow Chris on Twitter at SilZeroChris. And now, as promised at the top of the episode, I have some thoughts about the ending of that episode and the structure of the game and the story that we told that I want to talk about. But first, I wanted to say that With The Last Jedi coming out, I wanted to do a really big, dramatic Star Wars episode, so I asked Chris to come in and deliver the grand finale of the Bam Trindo saga, and boy did he deliver in a really big, really satisfying way. And I, Chris, thank you so much for running this game, and running all of these games, and reaching out to me first to offer to run Star Wars for the show. Uh, I have loved these stories that we have told together so much, and I cannot wait to play more games with you in the future to see what kind of stories we tell going forward. That said, there was a detail that I wanted to poke at a little bit, not necessarily apologize for, not necessarily excuse, just acknowledge and explore a little bit. Bam Trindo, Bothan Investigator, is gay. He is a gay man. Which is important to me. It's, I am a queer creator telling queer stories about queer characters. I wanted that to be front and center, right? So I'm really happy with how that played out in this episode. Also, well, never tell me the odds, but the odds of Bam making it off of Sullust Alive are slim. Which is really cool. I love that kind of heroic sacrifice. I think it's very Star Wars. It's also very appropriate to the spy genre, which is the kind of story that we were telling that the bit that... You know, the hero acted with his heart and it cost him in the end, but he still, but it saved a lot more people along the way. That's very spy movie and I love that. But I also acknowledge that there is a heteronormative trope involving queer characters where a queer character is introduced, they are introduced as queer, and then they die. And... And I've been conflicted about that because through no fault of either of ours, we kind of stumbled into doing exactly that a little bit. And I've been conflicted about it because on the one hand, as a queer creator, I want to tell stories that are honest and that's not always going to involve a happy ending. But on the other hand, I'm not telling stories in a vacuum and that means that I have to acknowledge that there are these problematic tropes that exist. But on the other hand, that is sort of the nature of improvised collaborative storytelling, that we are both bringing different impulses to the table, and 
that story is going to shape in different directions. And so I've been thinking a lot about this. I considered asking Chris to re-record so that we didn't meet Bam's ex right before he gets killed. I considered maybe writing a little epilogue where maybe it turns out Bam survived after all. I even considered just re-recording the entire episode now that I knew what Chris wanted to do. But all of those options felt a little bit dishonest, so where I landed was just kind of talking about it after and saying, if you felt a little weird about that aspect of it, I don't necessarily apologize, but maybe I do a little bit. You know, I feel... If you feel a little conflicted like I do, I get it, is I guess what I'll say. And I'm always down to have more of this conversation over Twitter, or email, or Discord, or whatever. It's something that I think about a lot. And so, if you have questions or comments, let me know. It's something I think about a lot. So, yeah, thanks for listening to this. Um, speaking of Facebook and Twitter and Discord and such, you should follow this show at Party of One Pod on Twitter, then like the show at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast, then... Go to bit.ly slash partyofonediscord and go, uh, join the Party of One Discord community. You can also find a link to that pinned to my Twitter. If you really enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, social media shout-out, or word-of-mouth recommendation. All of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also consider backing our Patreon at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Though, with Patreon's recent fee decisions, where they instituted a fee on patrons and then rolled it back... We're thinking about funding things, and so stay tuned on that. But either way, for now, patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. If you'd like to hear more from me, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast in which Aaron Catano Saez and I build a fantasy world and tell the story of its characters through your listener prompts. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, or you just want to chat with me about Midnight Diner Tokyo stories, because that show is the best, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Never gonna die.